Welcome everyone to the Fast and Functional Podcast, where each episode takes less than 10 minutes to help you discover how functional medicine can transform your health. I am your host, Katie Garrett, a functional medicine practitioner and board-certified nutritionist. Today, I'm joined by my husband, Philip Garrett. Hello. Who adds cheese and butter to all of my healthy meals. It's so delicious. And he will be asking me common questions that many of my clients ask. So, Phil, ready to go? Let's do it. All right. What question do you have for me today? So what I really want to know is there are so many diets that are out there. We've got paleo. We've got vegan. We've got keto. Which one is right for me? Great question. Um, So there is no one right diet for you. So there is specific diets that can help with whatever is going on in people's bodies, but what's going on in our bodies might change over time. So sometimes the best diet for someone is going to change based on whatever's going on in their life or in their body. But in general, we have different meal plans that have a therapeutic purpose. So for example, We have meal plans that remove a lot of common allergens, like in the paleo diet where they remove grains and legumes and dairy and soy and peanuts and all that kind of stuff. So that can be really helpful for people with allergies and food sensitivities and autoimmune disease where their body's reacting to their food. But with like the vegan diet, that can be really helpful for someone with cardiovascular disease. Um, I usually recommend that more as a, you know, a short term, um, but for someone who's trying to reduce their inflammation really quickly and, and get out a lot of um, bad fats from their diet, um, that can have a therapeutic purpose. And then like with the keto diet for people with high blood sugar, you know, the main deal there is reducing carbohydrates, which can get turned into sugar. So if someone has too much sugar in their bloodstream, that might be the most helpful diet for them. So it's really based on what is the therapeutic purpose you're trying to get out of that diet. So when I go to a bookstore and I see all these different books espousing all the benefits and things like that of every single diet that's out there, you know, all of them say, this is the one magic thing that's going to solve all of your problems if you just follow this diet. What you're basically telling me is, It's not totally the whole picture. That sells books. (laughs) You know, so they are, it's not like they are your brother sitting in the family room saying, hey, this is the best thing to do. That's coming from a publishing company who's like, we need to sell as many of this as possible in order for us to achieve our goals. So let's pick one. Let's just start with paleo. Talk to me a little bit about like, what are the benefits and drawbacks of paleo specifically? Okay, so the paleo diet is going to, like I said before, removes all grains and legumes and dairy. Um, So a big benefit of that is you removing common food allergens. Um, So it can be really helpful for people to then find what it is that might be causing their symptoms. Like dairy can oftentimes make people more congested or grains can sometimes give people stomach aches. Um, We all know legumes, you know, such as beans can give people gas. So that can help people get more to the bottom, the root of their symptoms. Um, But a drawback is that it is, you know, kind of restrictive and it can be harder to find good carbohydrate sources. Um, You have to go a little bit off the beaten path using things like plantains and turnips and parsnips. So if you're not very adventurous and you're very active, that can be a little bit difficult And because it is restrictive, you know, it can be hard to follow long term. Mm -hmm. So jumping to something like veganism, 
So with vegan diet, you're removing all animal foods. So that even includes eggs, honey, um, and then all forms of dairy in addition to meat. So a big drawback with that is that there are certain nutrients that only come from animal foods, um, such as like already active omega-3s that are super helpful for reducing inflammation. Um, Zinc is going to be in really high doses in animal foods, but in uh, plant foods, it's in smaller doses and it's bound up. So it's not really as available. Um, Iron is another one of those nutrients like zinc. And then there's things like carnitine and other proteins that like choline that are really helpful for brain function or eye function um, that we also mostly get from meat. So it can just really lead to some nutrient deficiencies. The most well-known is B12, but like I said, you know, there's a lot of other ones, Um, but it is really helpful for getting people out of fast food, out of processed food. Um, and being able to increase their fiber and a bunch of different vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that we get mostly from plants. So that's why you recommend that that's only for a short time, essentially? Right, yeah, because it can lead to nutrient deficiencies. Hmm. Okay. And then keto, what, uh, what's the benefits and drawbacks of that? Well, you've done keto. I have. <laughs> so do you have any benefits or drawbacks from your experience? Oh, gosh. Well, um the high fat was uh, was super nice some days and super not nice the other days. My body didn't didn't process it as well um, certain days, but uh, but I enjoyed the different foods that there are. But there's no there's no crispy crunchy things. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot harder to find keto chips. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, in general, the keto is great for weight loss and reducing blood sugar. Um, you know, a drawback is that it doesn't have as much fiber and plant material and fiber and plant material will feed good gut bacteria. Whereas high, um, oils, like so fat extracts from a food is going to possibly increase the amount of toxin that you absorb from your own bad bacteria. Um, so if these things aren't balanced in terms of the amount of fat you have and at the same time getting that healthy color and fiber from plant foods, then you could end up making yourself a little bit more inflamed. Um, so I'm also a little bit weary about keto long term just because there's not great research behind how it affects your, your gut. And we have a ton of organisms living in our gut, actually more than we do human cells. So with that being the case, we want to make sure those guys are happy. And I'm not sure keto does that. I hear what you're saying, but one thing I do like about keto is that I can have a meal of ground meat, bacon, and cheese. That does sound delicious. (laughs) That's the other thing is you can pick and choose um, different foods on these lists and still make this diet unhealthy, whether it's paleo, vegan, or keto. So it's not always... Is the diet itself healthy, but it's more so how are you following it and incorporating it? So talk to me about kind of the research behind some of this stuff and, and, you know, what you've learned um, from the scientific literature. Is that something you really want to know? (laughs) Well, you know, I think that it's something that uh, some of your listeners might want to know. Okay, there we go. So there is this study called the A to Z weight loss study. Um, It was done in 2007, and it compared Atkins, which is the keto diet, um, Zone, which is a 40 
30-30 diet, so 40% carbohydrates, 30% protein, 30% fat. Um, the Ornish, which is a vegan, low-fat diet, and then Learn diet, which is kind of just supposed to be a well-rounded, higher carbohydrate, 55 to 60%, um, but just you know focusing on whole foods and um, you know healthy balance between plant and animal foods. So this diet was a really well-studied meal plan that followed people for 12 months. They only had weekly support during the first two months. So you can imagine the first two months they got way more results. And then over the course of the year, they started to look a little bit closer to each other. But what were the results of this study? The people in the Atkins group, the low carb diet, they lost about 10 pounds over the course of a year. Those in the zone diet lost three and a half. Those in the learn lost six and the vegan lost five. So if we look at the course of a year, the difference between five or six and 10 pounds is not really huge. And so these are drastically different diets, and yet they, the results are really not that big of a difference. But we can say that the Atkins or the low carb was the best for weight loss. So overall, that's usually what I'm going to use in the clinic is more of a lower carbohydrate diet. But what's really most important is what can you stick with? Because a couple of pounds over six months, <laughs> you know, that would get me fired if that was all my patients were losing. So none of these diets on their own are really the magic pill or something that is going to um, give you your results. So, you know, really in the end, the most important thing is that you choose the diet that you're excited about, that falls in line with your beliefs, and that you feel like you can stick to. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, that hits our 10 minute mark. So, uh, do you have any final pieces of advice for people that are interested in, uh, in learning more about this? Yeah. My biggest thing would be just don't let it become a dogma. You know, again, there is no one right diet and no one pill that's going to just change everything around. Um, you know, it's just about matching it to what's going on in your body and enjoying it, doing something that you like. So in my practice, I pretty much meld all three of these things <laughs> into a meal plan that just combines the best of each. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And uh, thanks to all the listeners out there. And uh, we'll look forward to next time. Great talking with you guys.